previously on Fear the Walking Dead. Stay close, get to the truck. What's wrong with that man, Dad? We both getting sick. They don't die. They keep coming back. We can't handle this on our own. I can handle it. How about we need help? Is that all we have? Give the rest to Griselda. I need my medicine. This thing's getting worse, not better. It's not safe. Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of Talking Fear the Walking Dead. I am one of your hosts, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California. And we are here on a special day to talk about episode four of season one of this show. Uh, sorry, we normally are on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern. Uh, something came up, so we had to push it back. But... I was able to check out the episode, and I'm looking forward to talking about it. And, of course, as always, we love to hear what you guys think about the show. And you can participate by in this podcast by calling Erico 323-522-4601. Once again, that number is 323-522-4601. And you can come to our website, and that's IndieRadio.org. That's IndyRadio.org. And uh, first co-host that I want to introduce is the one and only Yardley. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, Kente. I'm happy to be here tonight, man. It's a pretty uh, mellow Tuesday here in Atlanta, and I look forward to discussing uh, episode four. And, you know, as a little side note, I know uh, Yardley's beating his chest a little bit because his football team is 2-0. Uh, congratulations. Well, my fantasy football team is 0-2, so um, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> hey, look, if your team makes it uh, to the playoffs, I might have to adopt them if my team don't make it. So. Hey, why not, man? <laughs> um, I think next week we're going in to play uh, Dallas, and seems like uh, they're kind of beat up, so... Hopefully we can sneak out of there with a win, but um, I'll take that. Um, beginning this season, I think that people were pretty torn on where the team would be, but still there's a lot of football left to be played, but um, I'll take what we've gotten right now. All right. Also joining us is the Olaf Barbosa, Captain Olaf. How you doing, Cap? It's like I am doing great. It's like the things in the state of Indiana are nice and nice and calm it was uh kind of a kind of a nice calm day so uh, it's been good so i can't uh uh wait to chop up this this episode i thought it was pretty good so yeah be should be interesting it it should be very interesting so i'm glad that you are here and last but definitely not least is uh tori from the infectious walking dead how are you doing tori I'm great. A little chaotic today, but I'm excited about talking about the episode. Okay. All right. Well, um, also, we have to say this, and maybe we should just start off by saying this early, that tomorrow is a special day for you and Olaf. And uh, why don't you tell the audience why it's a very special day? Well, 
It's the premiere of our show, The Infectious Geek. Yes, I'm so excited about it. Uh, We have um, a great lineup, actually. We're going to talk about Olaf's trip to Scarefest in detail. And we have uh, one of the zombies plus the makeup artist from... The original Dawn of the Dead. And I've talked to her before and she has some crazy stories about George Romero that I'm really excited about talking about. Uh, so please, at 8.30 Eastern, please come to Indie Radio and listen to us because it'll be a really, really fun show. At, uh, at um, 6.30 Pacific. Yes, 6.30 Pacific. I'm sorry for all you West Coasters. <laughs> All right, because uh, that, yeah, that's uh, nine thirty uh, Eastern. So, okay, nine thirty. I'm hopefully, sorry. Yeah, hopefully tomorrow I'll have some of the interviews up uh, that y'all can uh, listen to the interviews or watch the interviews that I did at Scarefest. Like I had been been running into technical issues and finally got them ironed out. So. Uh, Yay. Like that's, yeah, it's like, but now you say in detail. I didn't know I was supposed to take notes while I was at Scarefest. No, <laughs> no, we like, you know, we brushed up on it, but like we didn't really get into all this, all the cool things that you really did, you know. I know that there's the fire escape, the fire alarm story, and uh-huh. stuff like uh-huh. that. So we'll talk oh, about okay. that. I didn't, ha- I didn't have to take notes on that. I can remember no. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like anyway, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun time. And it's like, and uh, really look forward to doing the show with you tomorrow. Are, are you gonna have uh, your assistant uh, come on to share uh, anything too? Uh, it's like I might be able to persuade her to come in. I don't know. <laughs> that <clears throat> wasn't like brought a, up, but it is a good idea. Yeah, but it's like the, I don't, you know. But see, I don't like her, so I don't know. I, might <laughs> not, I, I don't know if I want to bring her in or not. <laughs> that's funny. That is funny. Or, or she might divulge something you may not want. Nobody. That's know. Pr- that's more likely. It's like I don't know if I want to bring her on because in other words, Tori will be asking her questions. And she, oh yeah, you'll get all this inside inside info about me that um doesn't really need to be out there. So <laughs> all the more reason to have her on. <laughs> all right. So I'm looking forward to that. All right, so let's get into this episode that uh, aired last night. Uh, I'm sorry, last night. Uh, Well, yeah, was it last night? No, two nights ago. I'm sorry. My days are all screwed up. You guys are going to have to forgive me. Um, But no, it was two nights ago. um, And uh, the name of the episode was called Not Fade Away. And you know what? This episode, this got to be the... This is... I wonder if this is the first Walking Dead episode of any kind, whether the original or or the spinoff, where it had n- absolutely no walkers in it. I don't remember if there was ever an episode of Walking Dead that had zero walkers at all. At all. You know, I can't remember either. I don't know if there if if there was actually, like you say, one that didn't have any at all. Yeah, could you think of one, Tori or Yardley? 
I can't think. I I tried real hard. I was like, you know, I started thinking. I said there must have been one, and I've been thinking about it. If anyone's listening out there and can recall an episode where there was, where there was, uh, um, no walkers in it, um, please let uh, us know. And there's there's been times that there only might have been just a handful, but mm-hmm. I can't recall any of not there never of an episode that didn't have at least one or two in it. Yeah, this one had zero. There was not one walker in it. And you know what? I actually enjoyed this episode. I thought I thought it was pretty decent, you know? I I I liked the pacing of it. Uh I liked to uh, you know, I really enjoyed it. And um so I I don't know, for me, I don't know, maybe some people, I don't know what people were saying cuz I didn't read the the um all the hype after the episode, if people enjoyed it or not. Uh, I'm, pr- I'm just by the way that the fans usually react, they probably complained about the lack of walkers. Is that what, what you got in your group, uh, Tori? Uh, yeah, that came up a few times, especially right after the episode. People were kind of bummed, but the overall opinion was that it was a really good episode regardless of walkers or not. Yeah, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was pretty good, um, and uh, there was a, there was a couple of themes that I definitely want to touch on this. And the first one, since I had more time because uh, the fact that we didn't um, do the show right after the episode aired, I was able to get some uh, different clips. And uh, this one clip uh, is about the strange light that mm. is reflecting. And uh, what I did, which I did a little different than I normally do, this is essentially all the the dialogue that throughout the episode that revolved around the strange light. So you're gonna you're gonna hear it go from clip to clip. So okay. So we're, let let me play that and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Chris. What do you think you're doing? Get down here. Dad, you, you gotta see this. Chris, now. I want you to help Madison, okay? Okay, just look at this. I don't have time for... Just look. five seconds. Look. There, you see that? See what? What am I looking at? It's like a light or a glint. But they said there's nothing alive out there. Okay, come inside. Dad, I think there's someone out there. There's no one out there. It's the sun's caught some reflection you gotta stop why show me that you see it I mean why not show your dad I tried he just said it wasn't anything well maybe he's right it could just be a piece of metal or a window or you know look there is a pattern okay someone's out there a human someone someone who needs our help we don't know that what else could it be? Why else if would someone just... needs help, they go to the soldiers. Yes, they can't. But they won't. Do you see it? He showed me the video he took from the roof. Jesus, that kid has got a world-class imagination. You know that. I saw it, too. I did. Yeah? Okay. What did you see? I don't know, like a, like a light, like mm-hmm. someone reflecting the sun. Great, so you saw a light. What am I supposed to do with that? Uh, go to Moyers and say, 
what I, my kids saw a light, so your soldiers, tell them to drop their duties. And... That is their duty. It's nine days. What have they done? They promised medicine, doctors, electricity, information. Where is it? What about the phones? Don't you wonder why they can't get a landline? No, I don't want Cell to. Towers, maybe they got something nothing? bigger to worry about. Well, maybe they don't want the phones to work. You listen to yourself, you're talking paranoid. I don't want to encourage this with Chris, and you shouldn't either. See, that's it. What? My son, he saw a light in the DZ. Up on the hillside. Well, there's nothing alive out there, he didn't see anything. We, uh, we went house to house. Block by block. I know. Forget it. Already did. Oh, that's money. All right. So let's get into it. Uh, I'm going to start off with you, Yardley. Um, there's a lot of things that were brought up there, and we're going to get into um, what the uh, military may be keeping from um, our uh, our survivors here. But uh, I want to start off with the light. Um, what was your first impressions when, when they showed that scene uh, of um of uh, the boy on the house i can't with uh i'm having a brain fart uh, <laughs> uh not nick but uh the other help me out uh was on top of the house uh, oh gosh um chris yeah thank you chris is on the house um and uh you saw the light uh i have to say my well my first impressions actually because i think at that point didn't we find out that there was sort of a nine-day time jump or something like that? Yes. Um, day nine, yeah. 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 I, for me, I thought that that was kind of surprising that they would, you know, push forward, um, you know, that quickly because there were probably a, a lot of things that were going on um, as far as uh, the military kind of establishing, um, you know, pretty much confining everybody into certain into certain zones uh, I would have probably have liked to have saw um, some more of that so we kind of fast forwarded past that um, to the point of you know everybody's kind of boxed in but when he was up there shooting the video um, and you know we're seeing the reflection come back um, I thought that that was kind of a um, a curious moment the thing that I really didn't like is there wasn't necessarily a, you know, a follow up to it, you know, um, you know, at the very end, we got a little bit, um, something, but I do like the kids inquisitiveness a little bit, but, um, for the most part, just kind of seeing that my mind was more or less focused on what happened in the nine days that we didn't see. So, um, but I mean, for the most part, um, I, I really do like that the the characters are starting to be a little bit more. At least the youth are starting to be a little bit more inquisitive about the situation that they're in. But um, I think that there was a lot of stuff that was lost that we didn't see in those nine days. Let, let me ask you uh, another question as well: Is what do you think about uh, Travis's uh, just dis totally dismissing what his son had to say? I mean, you would think in this in this uh, world that they live in now, you you can't just dismiss anything crazy at this point. Yeah. Yeah, you you definitely make a good point. I kind of think that since I've started watching the show, at first I was thinking that the character 
Um, Travis would probably be the person that I would probably like the most, but it seems over these episodes, it's kind of um, switched over um, to me liking, uh, it's, it's Madison, right? Um, his, yes. his, his girlfriend. Yeah. Um, it's kind of switched over for me liking him uh, to her. You know, she seems to be the person that's a little bit more in, in tune and has an ear a little bit more open to the different things that she's seeing and the situations that are going on. And Travis seems like he is a little bit more in denial um, at this point in the series. So uh, I definitely agree with you. Um, he needs to take in as much information you know, as possible and not necessarily take anything lightly. Um, it seems like at this point in the game, he's, he's kind of at that stage. And it's understandable that he's kind of saying that the powers that be are kind of taking control of the situation, and he's putting his uh, his faith in um, you know in the military, you know, or you know what's being established as a direction that they think that things are going to go. Um, he definitely has a lot of limited information, but I definitely don't think that he is as pessimistic as he probably should be. Right, and uh, right. go ahead, uh, Olaf. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I, I agree with that. In other words, he, he Travis is just kind of like. He's kind of like a sheep. He's just following what he's, you know, what he's being told. He's not, you know, really putting much effort into finding out anything more. He's just like, oh, well, they said this, so that's what we're going to go with. And uh, like Madison, I mean, you know, she is like, okay, something's not right. I got to find out more. I need to know more. And like with Chris being up on the roof and seeing that light. Now, I had to go back and actually, you know, rewatch that part of it where that light was at. And, you know, Travis dismissed it as like, oh, well, it could have just been something in the breeze moving or something. And uh, when you go, when you really look at that particular scene, the light that he saw, the reflection he saw was inside of the building and up towards the top of the window. <clears throat> so it would be hard for it would be little bit difficult and then when he flashed it back and they returned uh, you saw another flash it was a little bit lower so it changed positions so it kind of makes you think that there is possibly somebody in that building somewhere yeah do you think maybe that uh one of the big reasons why he you know just decided to ignore it was it wasn't necessarily that it was you know it it wasn't necessarily that he didn't believe it, but it was one of those situations where, you know what? I just don't want to know what it is. <laughs> you know, like it'd be better off not even knowing. You know what I'm saying? Rather than it could could be. Yeah. And the other part of it, other part of it too, is that you know Chris is one of these ones that he's kind of like you know Madison. He's inquisitive. He wants to find out. He wants to know what's going on. He's more of a kind of a, the you know kind of like the protester and like this is wrong and we need to fix it and all that stuff that's kind of chris's nature is is what i've seen so far and he could have been it's like travis would maybe just dismissed it because like no we're not going to do anything about this because that means you're going to go outside the fence and you know get yourself killed or something mm -hmm. yeah. um so uh tori is it is it fear and or fro that light uh, well, can we talk about what a douche Nick was the whole episode? We are. We're going to get to that. But we're yeah. Right now. <laughs> that's what I gathered out of most of the episode. But uh, 
I think the I think the light was a person. I think that's what they wanted you to believe. I think that they wanted whoever was trying to communicate with them because she had the flashlight at the beginning. Yeah. I think they were trying to communicate, but I think they weren't in a sector that they were supposed to be in. Because mm-hmm. they at the beginning of the episode, didn't they say they had like, oh, you're in one of 12 sectors and aren't you lucky that you get to stay in your own neighborhood? Like... Uh, so there's other sectors. Maybe this house wasn't in a sector, but they, you know, didn't clear it or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the impression that I got up from the light. Okay, so is it friend or foe? Is I think it's friend. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's foe. I think it's friend. I think it's somebody else just trying to see who else is out there. Mm-hmm. L- let me ask. Let me ask. Uh, and we're gonna get to your boy being a dick. Um, actually, that's the next segment. But I'm gonna ask you, Yardley. Let's say you're a father and you have kids, right? Would you even entertain going down, going down there to find out what that light was? Oh, uh, I mean, definitely not. Uh, <laughs> mainly because I would assume that over those nine plus days, I mean, you you already know uh, that something weary is going on. Um, you don't know about what this sickness or ailment is, um, how it's spreading or, you know, what's going on with it. I think for the most part, I would probably want my kids to stay inside, definitely within eyeshot. But it wasn't like that light was right up the street. It was a lot of blocks away. You know, it was a long way. And just as you had mentioned earlier, you don't know if it's a friend. You don't know if it's a foe. It could be somebody that's trying to lure people there to maybe try to, you know, maybe get some supplies or to get something like that. I mean, whatever it was, uh, it's definitely something that I guess as a parent, you probably wouldn't want to go investigate. And not I wouldn't want my kids to do it. I mean, I, I definitely wouldn't do it. I'm surprised, though, that. Uh, the way that Travis has been acting, that he wasn't like, hey, there's a light coming from, you know, like right. he wasn't the one that was letting uh, the military know that there was a light coming from there. But um, I can definitely see the point of wanting to uh, keep your kids close by and, you know, tell them to stop that foolishness. And to be honest with you, I think that most kids, especially uh, at that age, probably wouldn't want to go check it out either. You know, it's like, well, what are you going to do? Um Kids do have a certain amount of sense when it comes to their, I'm not going to always say when it comes to their mortality, but there is kind of a, um, an underlying, uh, probably fear about what's, you know, what's going on outside of those gates or outside of that zone. So, uh, I, I think that Travis isn't necessarily wrong for wanting to put the clamps on certain things. Cause I definitely know that, um, I would be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I definitely I'm not somebody who you know is that inquisitive, so I I wouldn't go down there even if I saw the light, saw what he was saying, and I agreed with it. I mean that it was something. My ass ain't going down there. It would have been one of those things. <laughs> this is what I would have said. Oh man, that's that's crazy. I right, get off the roof. You know, <laughs> like I wouldn't have went down there either. So I don't blame him, and I, I, it is the right thing to do because it's just. Right now, they don't know what, you know, up is not up right now. Down is not down. And I know that area, you know, that area uh, that that was shot in. I reckon that's one thing that's cool. I'm sure that that Yardley uh, experiences this with the regular show or has 
experienced it. Um, you know, being that this is shot in L.A., most of these areas I know very well yeah. and frequent. So I know that area, and uh, I don't know if I'd walk <laughs> through there now, <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. even without that. So, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? So without, you know, the zombie apocalypse. So, um, but, yeah, I I don't I don't blame him for the way that he's acting. Um, but, uh, you know, um, I want to um, we're going to get back to to all of that about uh, about the military. But I, I wanted to and uh, to get to Brother uh, Nick and uh, <laughs> what's going on with him. And he did obviously a very douchebaggy thing <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and so uh, we'll go to you, Tori. He, was, he uh-huh. was just being a good father. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, come on. Like, we already knew that he was an addict. <laughs> and, you know, I just think that this episode really showed the drugs, the addiction that he has, mm-hmm. uh, what the drug did to him as a person. Because I'm pretty damn sure that before he became a heroin addict, he wouldn't go steal an old man's medicine. You know, like, but it really shows the darkness of what addiction will do to a person. And he acted like a self-entitled brat the entire time. He's floating around in the pool like there's not a care in the world. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. what are you doing, dude? There's scum all over that pool. What are you doing in it? And how did pond scum get all over the pool in only nine days? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? you know, the scene that I, I loved. And I, I don't know, maybe some of the people out there maybe didn't like it, was when his mother just whooped his Beat ass. Beat the crap out of him? Yeah. I love that scene. I was like, yes, get him. <laughs> yeah, was... go mama bear. She needed to do that, though. He deserved it. Oh, man. There was, I, I, I saw some negative comments about that. They were, oh. really? She just beat him for that? That's not right. I'm like, oh, yeah, that beat his ass a long time ago. I said, I'd have beat him a long time ago. You know what? <laughs> well, that's like, if if he didn't deserve a beating then, when can you ever beat a child, really? I mean, he's not even a child. He's an adult, you know? When can you ever beat your child? Because he totally deserved it. Yeah, and then he played the old crying routine with his sister. Oh, my God. You're yeah. not hurt. Shut up. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I, you know, started, you know, started that with me. It's like, oh, you think that hurt? I was like, I'll show you something that hurts. It'll <laughs> make you really cry. So this fake crap. <laughs> yeah. So people were actually offended by that scene? Yeah. I, I, saw, I saw some, there was posts and stuff about that. Like, well, I can't believe she's beating on him like that. He didn't deserve that. He like, didn't deserve hmm. it. Like he bullshit. That, that's morphine. That he deserved motherfucker, it. Come on right. now. That, mother, that motherfucker deserved that shit. Oh, People yeah. are too nice yep. to their kids nowadays. What does yeah. he have to do? What does he have to do to deserve it? He has to sh- what shoot the man in the head? <laughs> Uh, you know what? I don't know. I mean, those are the people who probably get ran the fuck over by their own children, I suppose. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. Those are still the ones that are wet in the bed at age 12. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're definitely they're, there's definitely um, a breaking point and, and also in a high stress um, situation like that. You know, it's been a lot of stress, a lot of stuff that's going on. So I can definitely see um, how she reacted like that. But to be honest with you, uh, and, you know, that might be, you know, a different. I know culturally, like all of the 
Um, you know, a lot of the people that I know, going back to, I think it was the previous episode, it was where Nick was sitting in the back seat and then he had responded to his mom about, I don't need you, I need my medicine. That's when my mom would have started tearing into my ass. Like, right then, it wouldn't have been nine yeah. days later. As soon as I say, I don't need you, I need my medicine, she's like, oh, you about to get your medicine. You know, speed knotted up right in the back of that car. But I also think that she understands that it's not him talking, it's the drug talking. Because I've dealt personally with addicts in my life, and they are so selfish, so self-absorbed. They have no idea how they are dealing with other people. All they care about is getting their drug. That's it. Right. So I think she's gotten to the point with him where she realizes that He's going to say some hurtful shit, but that's not really him talking. And she should have been whooping his ass, obviously, uh, years earlier. But, uh, you know, so, you know, I guess it's never too late, right? (laughs) I I love, though, the sister comes in and he has these bruises and he's all like, give me a hook. You know, like, punk. (laughs) It's like, oh, Jesus. So I, I, I will. Mom, mom did it. It's like, oh, she did. About time. <laughs> give you some sisterly love here, mother. Mom gave you some love, and I'm gonna give you some too. Smack. Yeah. And, and the other surprising thing is when she did it, like he looked genuinely surprised. So she's obviously been overly coddling um, this kid for way too long. I, you know, one of the things that I was always wondering, even in the situation, um, and I think that this kind of leads back to Daniel Salazar calling. Uh, Travis Week. Now, you know, if you two are dating, and we know that, understand that um, both parties, parties, Madison and Travis, both have kids, you know, in, from separate situations um, when they came together or whatever and formed their relationship. But then, you know, at the same time, I also think that Travis uh, as well probably needs to step up a little bit more man to man and um, kind of address uh, some of those situations to kind of take some of the uh, the weight off of Madison we've seen in previous um, episodes. She seemed to kind of want, have wanted him to to kind of uh, take control of certain situations. And uh, he seems to be a little standoffish sometimes. So some of the blame, you know, I kind of, you know, kind of, you have to kind of put on uh, him being the other uh, major adults you know in this story i mean most men would probably would have you know pulled him to the side and just you know and let him know um understandably that certain things need to be reined in but as tori has mentioned uh it it is difficult um to kind of rein in people who have those you know those issues uh some of it's physical and you know a lot of it is uh is mental kind of this uh dependent attitude um on certain things especially when it comes to dealing with uh, with drugs, but uh, I kind of wish that he would kind of step up, you know, on that front as well, because it, it is starting to get kind of, kind of, kind of annoying. But maybe it's annoying because, it, like in my personal life, people that I've dealt with, I kind of understand. It's like, oh my god, you know, you gotta kind of implement some tough love uh, in some of these situations. And I hope there's, I hope that there's more of that. But seeing as he's all hemmed up now. Uh, who knows what's going to come out of it? Yeah, I I was so glad though with that scene because I wanted to do it myself. So 
uh, kudos to uh, Madison. Actually, she she went uh, notches up for me because I I wasn't loving her character at first, but when she when she got that ass, I was like, you know, I like her. I don't uh, know, <laughs> man. She kind of pulled a Lori. What? In my book, in this episode, man, she went out there all bravado, no weapon, nothing. She's like, I'm leaving. I'm gonna go find out what this is. Mm-hmm. I can ex- I can appreciate her her inquisitiveness on what it is and wanting to find out what it is, but I do not agree with just going out there willy nilly. She didn't have a plan. She didn't have any weapons. Like. She didn't think about it. She just acted. And that's kind of what Lori did whenever she went after uh, Rick and Shane when they went into town and she crashed her car. Like, thank God Madison wasn't in a car. I wouldn't have expected her to crash it. I mean, I I think that, I mean, but we've we've seen a lot of this. I, I think when she was out there, I was more or less surprised that when there was a weapon that was there, um, that she didn't grab it. But I don't know. We can kind of point this out mm-hmm. um, in a lot of situations from the uh, kind of the uh, the parent show. I mean, uh, The Walking Dead. Um, when we saw Rick at the beginning, he was a police officer. When he came up out of his coma, I don't necessarily. And, and of course, he didn't necessarily know any more um, than a lot of these people. I mean. I don't think that when he first left the hospital and kind of seen some wankiness going on, you know, there's a lot of stuff that he walked by and things like that. I think you're just trying to kind of get your bearings. But she, on the other hand, I see what you're saying on this point, though, Tori, uh, her, on the other hand, I think that you might have wanted to uh, to grab a stick or something. But I think I was definitely disappointed when that handgun was on the ground and she did not grab that gun that that kind yeah. of irritated the hell out of me you know what i'm saying it really irked me yeah, and, and you know what else irked me was just the fact that when uh when she didn't grab the gun she went up under the van the fact that the the military didn't they didn't take the gun well they didn't yeah. take the gun you're not gonna <laughs> that was so stupid you're gonna leave a handgun out there that could possibly put you or the people that you're with in danger. They just left it there on the ground. And I was like, really? I mean, these- they didn't seem to be looking very hard. Like it yeah. was almost like, cause they would have seen her. Like if they were looking under cars and they're looking around like they should be doing, then they would have seen her. And I was just kind of disappointed in the military. I was like, geez, guys kind of dropped uh, the ball. The only thing is if they saw her under the car, they unless they went over would they if they saw her under the car they should they should have gone over and like poked her to see if she was alive you know they might have it may have just kind of shrugged it off as like oh well that one's dead uh, and, unless they saw her move mm-hmm. even yeah. though she was under the car well and, and what do you guys think about this because they're not really you know you've got all of those bodies there and i didn't notice if were they all shot in the head? Did you guys notice that? Because yeah, yeah. I watched the episode. Yeah, so, yeah, they, yeah. The one, yeah. it's like the guy was laying in the middle of the street that had the gun. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like he was he was shot in the head, and uh, and but he didn't look like there was anything wrong with him. No, neither did the lady that was. She looked at when she was underneath the car. She was shot in the head, but it didn't look like she was sick or anything. Mm. Well, other than her hand being like black, I don't know if I guess 
I, I don't know if it, I I guess it could start you could start like turning turning colors after nine days clean mm-hmm. out in the sun. So and why didn't they clean the bodies up? I mean, they're just marching. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, that's, that's a that, health and, risk. Yeah. Right. And you know that's one thing when she was out there in that. That's the kind of like the first time I think I've seen even. Uh, like in The Walking Dead, nobody, I don't think anybody's ever really reacted to the smell, the, the stench, the stench that, the, uh-huh. the stench that, uh, you know, because she was like kind of gagging and stuff because of the smell. And yeah. I can't remember, I can't remember in any of the other shows, uh, like any of The Walking Dead, if anybody really kind of gagged at the smell or, you know, covered their mouth because of the smell. And Rick yeah. did it the first like episode. Once. Yeah, it was oh, like okay. early, in the early goings. But isn't it, isn't it true that if you're around that smell, that you start, no. to start no. becoming like... <laughs> it's not like a house smell. It's not like if you, you know, you go into you know, different people's houses, smell a certain way, and if you're in it, mm-mm. That you don't I, I, get I don't, accustomed I don't, to that. <laughs> I don't know. It's like some, in 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 my uh, in my working days, I had to go into a couple of different places that did. It's like that. Well, one of them was a tannery where they uh, uh, you know would you know tan leather, and uh, it's like back around the lime bats. Oh, man, that was rough. Uh, it was and. But going up there and working, you know, you walk in after about five or ten minutes, you kind of got used to the smell, and it was rank. And the other place was a wastewater treatment plant that I have to go into to work at. And, you know, that's some foul-smelling stuff, but you get, after you're there 10 or 15 minutes, or at least me, uh, you know, you get kind of used to the smell, and you don't smell it anymore. But... <laughs> and then when you go, when you leave and come back a couple of days later, it's like, ah, oh, crap, there it is again. Yeah, I think that that's a, I think that that's a different thing um, with, uh, with decomposition though, because even with things are um, decomposing, there are different, you know, it's like you know something's rotting, but there are different types of aromas to rot, All and right. it's like, <laughs> and it's like I don't really. It's yeah, kind of hard true. because when you've got all that bacteria and then you've got all that, you know, the flies. And that's something else, too. Like, you know, flies and, you know. They don't have flies. They don't have all the it's, insects. It's just, yeah, that's it's just kind, kind of, of annoying. Of, yeah, and I just think that that's one aspect that disappointed me about The Walking Dead is they only really dealt with disease like for like a two episodes. You, you know what I mean? Right, that's a big deal, and I'm I'm really disappointed that they didn't show, um, like the military. Like they should at least have like toothpaste underneath their nose or something, because like when people go clean up after earthquakes and stuff like that, like the rescue people, that's one of the things that they do is they put toothpaste underneath their nostrils so that it's all they smell. Yeah, and you would think that that may have been a that would have been a I guess we should say that would have been a really good detail to put in there that they might have forgotten or maybe even that well well for me it's just the, the thing that's just sucks to me it's just the fact that they're not burning those bodies it's right. just pretty insane to me because they you know that disease and things like that are going to fester you know and cause other problems so i'm just surprised that they're not retrieving those things and i, and I understand it takes manpower to do that so but 
you can, you know, you can kind of piece together groups. Say, hey, we're going to make all of these, you know, we're going to make piles of 10 people or piles of 15 at different points. We're just going to start setting fire um, to these things to at least try to alleviate um, a lot of the diseases and other things that, you know, that come with it. And I, I also have to think we don't really know how much they know about um, what's going on. Um, they haven't really revealed what they know. And I don't really think that they're going to get too in-depth into letting us know. Um, what the military does, but it's never a bad thing to burn um, decrepit, you know, decrepit and waste and all of that stuff. You got to think, you got bodies, and then you've got trash that hadn't been taken out for friggin' what, like a week or two? Yeah. Like, it's it's yeah. so much stuff that'll just, that, that'll be so ridiculous, you know, that now, they're not taking care when, of. Them. When she got out of the, when she went out of the fence and went in there and was, and was in the, in the, it's like in the city there, um, was that after that? That was after the soldier got up and uh, the, the so he was up there and saying, "Okay, uh, no, there's nobody's allowed in there until the biohazard is taken care of." Uh, was that before? That was before she went in or got out of the fence, wasn't it? So you know, the military saying we, you can't go in there until we clear the biohazard, but they said they're not doing anything; they're just leaving them lay. Yeah. They're playing golf. They're playing yeah, golf as well as they're uh, screwing uh, Ophelia. Oh, yes. Can't, can't <laughs> forget the sex. That guy works fast. Trying, trying to. He hadn't made it there yet. Trying. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying. Did I miss something? I no, well, okay. he was, uh, He's trying to hit. But I get what uh, you're saying. Man. Madison and Travis got some. It's just like you know, they, they're, they're still, <laughs> trying, still trying to get uh, Ophelia. Hey, boy. <laughs> they are making... Um, a lot of these situations where like the commander or whatever um, of the military, they're really making a lot of these people just really um, like, I don't even want to say like incompetent, but it's just the, the guy who's in control of the people that's in that zone, you know, him playing golf and all of this type of stuff. Uh, they're really making like the military look like jokes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, <laughs> so right. it's like, Right. I, I don't know. I mean, the, I the wonder, guys. Really I wonder if like any military people are pissed off about that. I like people sure, that are in the military sure. now, like if that. Would I be, would like, be. <clears throat> protocol, because, you know. Well, the, yeah, I mean, the, when you the can. lieutenant, in other words, I'm oh, sorry, the, the lieutenant, in other words, he's acting like it's a babysitting job and he doesn't want yeah. to do it. Exactly, and also um, one of the. One of the things about that guy I, that I really thought that was funny was when he was pulling uh, Travis to the side when he was trying to get him um, you know, to go inside and speak to. I can't remember who the guy was. You guys remember his name? Uh, the one who he was who he essentially said, you know, if, if you don't go in there, you know, we will. I mean, Travis should have been like, I don't give a fuck. I told you I ain't really know the guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, 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 you're putting pressure on me to do that. It's like, man, I don't care. Do what you got to do, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I thought that that was just kind of weird. I, I don't think that in that situation they would have been asking him to do that. They would have just went in there and did it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I sure would have been like, fuck that dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's like really? You're gonna ask him? We we're trying to have a diplomatic way of like get out of here. Like, Don't make me talk. that diplomatic person. <laughs> yeah. It's like you want him out of there? I'll get him out of there. Just, just you know, I'll get him out for you. Not a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty weird. I mean, 
I mean, and the other thing is like a lot of like when you look at some of the things that go on when they were in the house and they were trying to get that situation, man, look, the military, they would have twist tied all them people up in that house. You know what I mean? You're not going to have people just walking around. You don't know what type of arms they got or what they're going to do. I, I just see so much stuff that is just really flawed. You know, they would have exactly. twist tied everybody up and they would have just went in there and, you know, and got him. It's just it's pretty ridiculous. This show. Um I don't know. It's yeah. just kind of yeah. weird. And, yeah, like you say, they'd have gone in and they'd taken anybody in the house out. Yeah, exactly. And then they would have gone in and got him. Yep. And that's you know that's what it, that's what would have happened or that's what should have happened. Mm-hmm. Now I I have another clip and uh, it's going to kind of address the the scene with uh, Madison going outside the gate and uh, a conversation with uh, Mr. Salazar. So here we go. Where did you go? Outside the fence. What did you see? Who is that? That's the doctor. She wants to take my wife and do surgery on her. That's good. Tell me what you saw. Yes. The infected. Go on. There was a man shot like the others, like the rest. But he he wasn't sick. And there were others like that. When I was young, these men, these men were from the government. They came to our town and they took some people away. And my father was someone of certain importance in the community. So he went to speak to the captain and ask when will they return? And the captain told my father, Miguel, don't worry. They always come home. And they did. I was standing in the river, fishing, just a boy. And I found them. All of them, all at once, all around me, in the water. My father told me not to have hatred in my heart. He said that men do these things not because of evil. They do evil because of fear. And at that moment, I realized my father is a fool for believing there was a difference. If it happens, it will happen quickly. And you must be prepared. What? What happens? I must go with my wife. If I don't return, you will look after Ophelia for me. She's a grown woman. She doesn't need Please, you will look after Ophelia for me. Please. Thank you.
keep your son close. All right. Uh, I thought that was an excellent uh, scene. And, you know, it just makes me like uh, Daniel Salazar even more. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll go with you, Yardley. Uh, what did you think about uh, that whole exchange between Salazar and um, Madison? Uh, well, something I actually um, wanted to ask you guys as far as uh, Daniel Salazar um, is concerned. Uh, do y'all think that he was underused in this episode? Big time. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of felt that way, too. I mean, <laughs> the guy has totally got his got his uh, his head on straight. But I'm just I just really have a feeling that for some reason, because uh, what are we? This is episode four. So there's only what? Two more uh, yeah. to go. Uh, I think that this guy is going to be way underserved. I know that I heard some previous people who were trying to draw a parallel between his character and Dale, and I don't see any similarities at all. Yeah, I've <laughs> seen that. No. I've seen just, that too, yeah. Yeah, I just don't. So um, I, I think that some of the knowledge that he's dropping on Madison, I think a, a lot of this stuff is, um, you know, is, is good. Man, this guy, um, he's obviously older. He's had a lot of different experiences. And I think that guy's totally uh, is a total um, asset to the show. I just feel like this guy's going to be way too underserved for my taste. Yeah, I love how he's just like he sees things for what they are, you mm-hmm. know. He, he his heart doesn't pump Kool Aid, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. No you doubt, know, I, lo- I love that. About I, yeah, him. I like I like the comment. Uh, no, it's not this last episode, but the one before, where he was showing um, Chris how to use the you know how to use the gun, and you know mm-hmm. Travis walks in. It's like you know I. It's like I don't. Uh, it's like I don't. How was how do you say it was? Like, I don't feel. Uh, I don't feel guns are a good thing. And he looks at him and says, the gun doesn't care how you feel. Yeah, he <laughs> called Travis weak uh, in that episode, too. Right. Yeah, he most right. certainly did. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that you I mean, guys, he goes uh, jogging. Like, there's no, like, I don't yeah. know. Maybe, like, people need to continue their sense of normalcy in yeah. situations like this. But I thought it was really strange that he went jogging. Like, let's go look at all the dead rotting things outside yay like i don't know you know i, I don't didn't know. think I it was a flashback at first be that important. i don't think that that i don't know i think that their area because they did mention that 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 area in that zone that everything was clear and and to hell more power to him uh to be jogging i mean cardio is if there's one thing that you're gonna need yeah. is, to have your, is to have your cardio <laughs> that's on that's true especially I- here in georgia yeah, There's that's that's around here, bro. One of my admins actually pointed out um an editing flaw in the filming. He's like, Why is his sweat spots getting smaller and bigger as the scene progressed? And uh, if you watch the episode over again, you can see like on his back the sweat spots go from big to small to big again. Something yeah. little. You might not have noticed. I thought that was interesting. He, <laughs> he gets a gold. He gets a gold just, star. I am not that attentive. Yeah. Uh, uh, this, but yeah. He gets a, gold a lot star, of times yeah. I catch the continuity issues, but uh, I, I don't see as well as I used to. But, so I don't. I mean, catch I don't find, Yeah, but I don't find it strange. I mean, it's been established that a lot of these people are just kind of hoping that whatever this is is something that's going to pass, and 
Um, there were other people that were outside just kind of trying uh, to do some of the things that they would normally be doing. So I didn't really find it that strange. But for, but for a second when I saw it, I was like, is this like a flashback? Yeah, or I something? thought it was too. You, did you think that too, Kente? Yeah, I thought it was a flashback. Yeah, because you had, um, what's his name, you know, out in the you know, we had that part where our dude was out. Um, gosh, Nick what is his name? Pool. Nick was out in Nick. the pool, and you've got him jogging. So I'm like, man, is this a, is this kind of a flashback? I'm, I'm happy that they're not going that route, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really find anything uh, necessarily too strange. And I do like how uh, in this episode we found out that the power was going in and out, so it's not totally gone uh, yet. So I found that kind of interesting that. You know, there's always going to be a point where they're thinking that things are going to come back until they don't. You know, I got kind of scared when I thought it was a flashback because I'm like, oh, it's going to be one of them boring ass episodes where it's all about, you know, some shit that happened before. And I'm so when I saw that woman with the lay, uh, Mrs. Miss Salazar, I was so happy because I was like, okay, cool. They're not going that route. I was disappointed with the pool scene. I mean, it's like, really? You have Nick in the pool? Couldn't it have been Ophelia or, or somebody, you know, they'd been, you know, put one of the girls in the pool, not Nick. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and also, I'm starting to kind of feel like uh, they don't know what they're going to do with Alicia either. She kind of just seems like she's there to kind of whine every now and then when she's on the screen. But, uh, I, Don't she's fight, you guys. Come on. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that was kind of silly. Yeah, falling off for me, so I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like there's no reason to be fighting. It's like going, eh, the whole world's gone to shit. Yeah, we can fight if we want to. We're married. Uh, well, no, they're not married yet. Never mind. There's always a reason to fight. Come on, y'all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I love yeah. you, but I hate you. <laughs> and yeah. it's hot and powers out and yeah man um, that doesn't really surprise me that there isn't that there isn't more of that so what about so what about daniel's uh salazar's um daughter now well what's her name the one who's um ophelia ophelia yeah ophelia do you guys kind of feel like she's just there too like like like, what's up with her it's like why even be there for her uh yeah i i definitely feel that way like she doesn't seem to have much of a person i think that maybe like in future episodes because he's leaving with his wife that she'll be like the religious person or she's just some kind of like Beth a little bit she's just some some ass on the show unfortunately yeah Yeah. and I hope that's not you know kind of like they did with Rosita and I hope uh, you know I hope that's not what happens because I you know I I want more for that character than just to be somebody's uh, pentition you know so, right. so we'll we'll see how they you know they, how they do it, but I don't know, I don't know. Um, okay, Liza, is she stupid for uh, going with the military? I think well, she's kind of a bitch this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I don't know if she was too. I, I would have to say this. I think it was kind of weird that she would leave with them like that without going in and, you know, kind of, you know, approaching uh, the other people uh, in the house about what she was doing. And she could have easily have said, no, it's not like they wouldn't have been back. And then she, she would have decided to go. Um, I think that she could have did that. So I don't know. Maybe that was her way of possibly separating herself. From the situation, I think that you probably would want to be useful in some 
form or, or fashion. I just don't like how she just jumped on there. Just so I'm not going to say it was easily because she was definitely dealing with it if she wanted to do it or not. But the fact that she jumped on there and didn't actually go in and say something to her son and stuff like that, I thought that that was kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah, me too. Like, at least say goodbye. Be like, hey, so not going to see you for a little bit. I love yeah. you, you know, something. And explain why uh, yeah. she's making that decision because, the, you know, the family. Uh, would have definitely probably tried to keep her there. Maybe that's what she was trying to avoid. You know, if I go in there, I know I'm going to change my mind. But uh, I don't think that mothers uh, kind of <laughs> would just bail out in that fashion. You know, yeah. uh, because uh, in other words, uh, whether she's it's like now, whether she's a nurse or not a nurse, whatever she is, I mean, she's helping people there, and they need somebody there. And you know, it's been nine days before a military doctor or a whether she's military military or not, the other doctor shows up and you know takes over. So they still needed her. They still need her in that, you know, compound. You know, instead of running off, it's like, oh well, we need you at the at the facility because you can help us there. And it's like, yeah, she's she's going there and not coming back. <laughs> yeah, also, too, I think a lot of it, a lot of it is that um, she felt some guilt maybe about uh, what happened to Nick. So maybe she didn't. She didn't want to face old girl. You know, that could have been it too. You know, like maybe she was just like, you know, because she was very pissed. Because remember, she she went to uh, Travis and was like, Madison went to Travis and was like, this is on Liza. You know, it was like, no, it's on your crackhead son. But uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's that's what I would have said. But you know, I'm a dick, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, well, maybe you should have raised a non-crackhead son. That's what I'd have, I'd have said. But, of course, you know, I'm a jury. Honestly, it doesn't matter the parenting skills that you have uh, with addicts because they become addicts for I their know. own reasons. I know, but and I, It doesn't I, really necessarily mean, like, how you were raised. You could have... You could, I've known... I knew one, one chick who had the best parents in the world. She was addicted to heroin. Like... I know, but there's you, no rhyme or reason you, for it. You, you're, you're missing my point. My point is, she talked that shit. I gotta talk shit back. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. So, okay. so I'd have just been a dick. <laughs> so, but you know, that's how I get down. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, but yeah, so I don't know. You know, um, so what's what's gonna happen? You think going forward? Are they going to try to figure out some way to storm the castle to get their people back? Are they going to just lay back and because it seemed like from the preview there was a there was a little bit where they were where uh, Daniel Salazar was like, "This is how we get our people back," you know. So <laughs> you know, so do you guys think that they're going to uh, rush the castle and and no, uh, no, they ain't gonna, they're not going to rush anything. Yeah, they're not going to like pull a Rick on the Woodbury, but <laughs> yeah. right. You know, I think there's definitely, like, I think he might not want to, I, I don't know. I know that there's going to be a lot of action mm -hmm. in the next two episodes. It's going to move very quickly. That's my prediction. Mm, that there's going to be a lot of action in the last two? Yeah, like, things are starting to speed up a little bit mm -hmm. in the next two episodes. They, better, they definitely better... They better bring something because um, 
them ratings. You know, they, I, I think that you know people's interest in the show is falling. I mean, they the numbers came out today for the show, and you know every week the numbers have been dropping. Like last week, um, the numbers had dropped uh, down. You know, I think it was like a, I think they went from. 10 million, then it went down to eight. And then like, uh, last week it was 7.2 and this past Sunday it was 6.62. So they better do something because people are, uh, are like, eh, about this show. And, um, I've, I've seen a lot of comments. They're calling it a DVR show. Mm. Uh, in other words, they're, they're, it's not worth, to, you know, rushing home to see it on Sunday night, you know, live, yeah. but they're DVR in it. So it's damn sure watch. not worth missing the Seahawks and the Green Bay Packers <laughs> either. Like, you know, so I just kind of think that because what they're what, what the one thing that this show is lagging is like a lot of people, um, I think going into this, we already know how things are going to end up. But also, um, like unlike last year, like, the, you know, there were some episodes of like Sunday night football when The Walking Dead was on, depending on the matchup, you know, from that nine to ten slot. You know, The Walking Dead had beat some of those NFL games. Now, all of the NFL games wasn't awesome games from that 9 to 10 slot, but that's still pretty much a feat. You know, you get that hour, you snatch it away. But this show going up against uh, the beginning of football season, and, you know, there have been some pretty good matchups. I mean, I think like the week before, it was like the Giants and the Cowboys. And then this past Sunday, it was like Green Bay and Seattle. That's going to be a hard thing to overcome. But I, I think that, a lot of the people who watch The Walking Dead, you know, are, are like the you know the Walker Kill of the Week people or whatever, and they're not necessarily um, as on board because you're not getting that. I know, like for me, and I know for Kente, like I, I'm a I'm a drama guy. You know, I kind of like them establishing um, characters and getting interpersonal conflicts and things like that. I do enjoy that, but it's just the things that they're doing on the show and the way that they're handling it in every situation isn't necessarily. Um, the greatest because I really did want this show. I mean, I, I definitely it definitely got tension uh, way better uh, than The Walking Dead on this show. So I'll definitely give them that. But I think that um, whatever they're going to do in these last two episodes, you got to definitely give some people, uh, at least the people who are hanging on to watching it, you know, more of a reason to come back. I just don't know what they're going to do for 15 episodes next <laughs> next year. Though. I just, I, I don't know. They're going to, it's going to be kind of weird. I, I think what they're going to do after this season, they're going to do some soul searching. They're going to look at what they think is working and, and what isn't. And I, I think what they do in this off season, when we see, get the final numbers, um, I think that's going to determine at what speed that they're going to go um next season do you guys think that they're going to have some meat for 15 episodes uh next season or do you think that or do you think that um i just hope it's not a repeat of the farm because there are so there are a few episodes in season two of the walking dead that were very boring in my opinion like season two Uh, altogether was very good and developing character but action, there was not much. I didn't really. Yeah, that was something that I didn't mind. I thought that season two was the best season as far as getting into the heads of these characters, really establishing a lot of these characters, a lot of those characters going forward in the show. I didn't I didn't mind that. I'm not a person who um, I don't really care about the zombies as much. I mean, to me, you know, they're more of a nuisance, especially in later um seasons but i didn't mind i mean that was when you got the most out of shane and 
you yeah, know, characters and stuff like that. I mean, I, I really, you know, I, I, I'm a season two. Um, season one and season two are my two favorite seasons. Well, uh, you know. for most everyday Walking Dead fans, they want the gore and the action and the kills. They want the whole shebang, you know, for the average Walking Dead person. Now, we're not average Walking Dead fans, though, you know? So, like, for us, season two was very interesting in getting to know characters and and character plots and all that. But it wasn't necessarily the overall favorite season for most people. Does that make sense? Like, so right now, so overall, we really, I am enjoying Fear of the Walking Dead and our kind of fandom is enjoying Fear of the Walking Dead. And like, okay, if there's more action, hell yeah. But I'm actually really interested in in other aspects of the apocalypse, you know? And like, the people that are average Walking Dead fans are like, "Eh, no walkers, this sucks, you know? So I think that's just going to be like the different types of fans there are. I think that's why yeah. it's getting such a such a lame rap. And there's, there's a lot of people that are complaining about it and everything because they've not really given it a chance. But, you know, uh, let me ask you all this. In other words, do you think if they would have done this, uh, say, after season three, instead of waiting until, you know, season six is starting to kick off, do you think if they did Fear the Walking Dead, you know, a couple seasons earlier, do you uh, think people would have had a different opinion of it, maybe? Because uh, mm. right now, they're all expecting, you know, all the Walker kills uh, and all that other stuff and all the gore, and you don't have that yet because we've not got to that point in yeah. Fear the Walking Dead yet. I, I think that they should just focus on making the Walking Dead a lot better, to be honest. I don't think that they should have this. <laughs> Put all your focus on making that show better. Instead yeah. of breaking away from this, because The Walking Dead got a lot of warts. I mean, we it's not just like us. It's like, you know, it's, it's a lot of other people, man. The Walking Dead got a lot of warts. But I just see for me with them doing this show and them not kind of getting to the core of what started it. It's like, what's the point? We know where it's right. going to end up, you know, and, you know, I, I guess I, I don't know. I mean, I guess they, they've built up enough capital with The Walking Dead to take a chance on this, so I don't necessarily uh, blame them for doing it, but right. I just don't... For me, it's like you're... you're just make what your, your moneymaker better instead of trying to uh, do this. I, I don't mind the show. I think the show is okay. I mean, uh, I would probably... I'd give it a three and a half, um, so that's a passing grade out of five. Uh, for it right now, you know, you know, six episodes. We'll see what they do in these last two. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm definitely interested in seeing the the last two episodes. But I agree with you, Olaf. This this isn't a show that I'm like, you know, if I miss it, I'm like, oh, you know, oh well, I'll catch it. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, right? But, yeah, it's a, you know a DVR. What? It's like, yeah, I got it's I got it on the DVR. It's like, oh, I didn't get to see it. Well, I'll catch yeah. it tomorrow. Well, that's also like, yeah, in my group, in the, in like my admins and the members, a lot of people watch it the next day. Yeah. Yeah, So. Yeah. Well, I like, I like what you said, Tori. In other words, it's like the difference in the fans. In other words, the ones that really, you know, like us, we're, we're giving it a chance because it, you know, we're like, okay, let's see where it goes. And, 
and stuff but you got a lot of the there's a huge a lot of the fans that are like going oh this sucks it's terrible it's awful you know there's not enough kills and everything uh and they're just they're not they're not buying into it because they want to see the kills now i agree with yardley and others it's like i i it's nice to, for it to be somewhere else besides uh you know in georgia it's nice to have it someplace else that, that's happening but did it did it actually start in la and what started it you it, still don't know that and it, it would be LA. nice to know that okay it did originate from la or did it originate from virginia did it originate from florida where did it actually start out at and how did it get across you know how did it get across the the, the nation so quickly yeah literally from like coast to coast and we don't know what's going on um mm-hmm. in between but you know that like, like one of the ground zeros or whatever, you know, you got the CDC that's here. Um, and what was that? The, uh, the season finale of season, what was it? TX nine or whatever T- it was called. TS 19. Yeah. TS 19. Um, the scientist, um, that they had ran into, you know, he had a lot of information. I mean, and he, maybe he was speaking on, maybe it, it started there, but it's weird that if it started there, and then when you look, it's out in L.A. too. So I guess we probably have to assume maybe that it's, you know, that that it's all over. Um, I guess that's what we have to assume because that's literally um, from coast to coast. And I don't know because, like I said, we don't know if it's like with some airborne. Uh, airborne, microbial. Or, or you whatever. know, we don't know any of that. It it really depends on what type of disease it is, on how it spreads. So, yeah, I mean, like my group and I have speculated what kind what kind of disease it's been for close to over a year now. So, like, nobody has the answers. You know, I don't think we're going to get answers, though. I I don't think we are. Well, no, we're we're not. I mean, we're, well, we know de- definitively that we're not going to get answers to how it started because they've already said right. It, so it sucks. Well, I mean, you know, I, I I pretty much reconciled with that years ago when I realized from you know what he said. But I'm gonna say something, and you guys tell me what you think. I, this is what I I kind of wish they had done, and I'll, I know the Walking Dead fans are gonna shoot me for saying this, but. I would have preferred if they got someone other than Kirkman to develop the show, like find, Mm -hmm. you know, some different kind of voice. Yeah, exactly. A fresh, uh, a fresh perspective from it. Yeah. I mean, he could consult on it, but I'm a, I'm a just keep it 100, you know, Kirkman, you know, he's a comic book writer. I don't know if he's the best screenwriter. I agree with that. So, you know, and it takes two different skill sets. And, you know, I think they may give him a little more prop than they should, you know, because, you know, they treat him, you know, like he's God and stuff. It's like, well, what should we do, old master? Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, and real, real talk. I think they should have. I think they should have possibly gotten somebody else, maybe a young filmmaker. You know, I like what they're doing with Star Wars. Right. They got. um you know, and uh, I don't know if this is blasphemous or not, but the original Star Wars trilogy, um, the best movies were the ones that George Lucas didn't direct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because he did. Um, 
Well, he did direct uh, the original, the right. first one. Um, I mean, you know, he but that was his Empire baby was, was the, the first one, and we know that that was a hit. But then you had the other guys come in for like, you know, for Empire. Now, you know, Return of the Jedi kind of went backwards for me. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think you're right, though. I mean, sometimes you got to kind of hand the reins and be a consultant on. I totally agree. I totally agree with that because yeah. just like you're right, there are different skill sets. You, you got to get some, you know, some fresh uh some fresh minds because the same template doesn't work for everything and i think that this is another example um at some point we're going to kind of get caught up to where they're going to probably try using the the template um for the walking dead then it's just going to be walking dead light and that might turn uh some people i don't know if they're in it i mean it's almost like they're in a lose-lose situation kind of with this show because I don't necessarily see um, I had predicted that I thought that the numbers for this show is probably going to it's probably going to be averaging mm-hmm. around six six and a half million viewers for this show mm-hmm. um, but if it if it really shows out these last two episodes and then people you know over the hiatus for this show go back and rewatch it um, maybe you know, maybe next year, you know, people will come back and stay if, if the next two episodes are are decent. But um, I don't know. You know, you know, what's funny is uh, The Walking Dead, the original show, rewrote the book as far as uh, success because because when you know, I think it the original debuted like at four million or was it something like that four or, or whatever, which is a Four point five million. Four point five million, which is way a lot for a uh, cable, um, a cable uh, a premium. I mean, not even a premium. Ca- I'm sorry, a basic cable show. You know, the, those. I mean, people are they're happy with a two million. You know, that's a lot for a um, for a uh, basic mm-hmm. cable show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like when you have yeah. a show like The Walking Dead getting sixteen, that's you know that's retarded numbers. You know, mm-hmm. so and then so uh, six million is a is still. I mean, if it can stay at five and six, it's still like good. Yeah, it's still outstanding. So yep. and they know that too. See, this is the thing: is they know that if they do something decent, it's gonna get five six million people, which is mm-hmm. a win. So is a is a big win. So you know, it's like to me, the easy thing to do was get Kirkman. And get you know some people who worked on the original one, I mean, and then go just do something decent, and you're gonna get a lot of you know you're gonna get a lot of uh, uh, pub for it, and it's, you know they're gonna make money. They're gonna make a shitload of money. Uh, what's his name? Um, the only person I think hand should really be on this one, uh, Nicotero, because you know he's awesome. You know, um, mm. he said something about uh, that. His, their vision is to have a walk, some form of The Walking Dead. On you know, uh, you know all every month of the year, twelve months out of the year, uh, which yeah. is scary. So that means that yeah. <laughs> that uh, they're gonna have the walking. Scary! Dead. I think it's amazing. No, I think that's one of those things where you're, you're that it's gonna be overkill because it. I mean, I don't know. I guess if they can make their bones off of having a lot of average instead of something that's spectacular. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, man, I, I want The Walking Dead to be spectacular. It's just like it's just like now. Mm-hmm. Like Game of Thrones just broke the record for, like, you know, getting Emmys for right, like these right. types of shows. And, and The Walking episodes. Dead can't even sniff an Emmy. It's, yeah, and they do 10 amazing shows a year. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's like, come on, man. They just need to step their game up. Just make a superior product, you know, and just be all around awesome instead of, you know, being like, you know, like average, man. It's like, yeah, I really want more. Into let Supernatural me, if they let, don't watch it. Let me, oh, let, let me, sorry, let, Supernatural fans. Let me, let, me ask, <laughs> let me ask you a question, Tori. Do you like ice cream? I love ice cream. Do you want ice cream every day? Maybe, like, if I was pregnant. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. So, you don't. B- believe me, as much as you love The Walking Dead, you don't want The Walking Dead. You do not want Chocolate, The Walking Dead. Please. You don't want The Walking Dead to be, like, uh, Young and Restless, where it's, like, on five days a week. And- no, that's what I'm saying. I don't want it to be a supernatural. So, yeah, I don't want it to be, like, every month of the year. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it, it's just people say they want it, and then when they get it, because think how dumbed down you gotta have the product to be to be on that much, mm-hmm. you know. So, because yeah. uh, there was a show uh, Entourage, right? I remember, oh, yeah. I remember Entourage. Entourage. Entourage was like ten or twelve episodes, uh, you know, a year, and then one year they decided to make it like twenty four, and that was the worst season of that show. And when they went back to a, a solid twelve episode. Uh, season, it was back at the same level. So, because they had a lot of filler, you know, and yeah, yeah it was kind yeah. of boring that season. You're right. Filler is, you know, it's going to be the one you're going to get episodes where uh, where Rick uh, thinks his dead father is, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, in one of the build, you know, the Woodsbury buildings, and he's like trying to follow him and all that. And you're like, oh god, shoot, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So you you don't you don't want a whole lot of filler. So. Uh, so you know, I mean, some some filler episodes of TV shows work, like the the, the one with the fly on Breaking Bad. Uh, you know, oh yeah, that was a, yeah. that was a good episode. That was I totally a, that episode. That, you know what was funny about that fly episode? Uh-huh. Like everybody, like watching the episode, were trying to make the episode, um, you know, like really <laughs> so deep. Artsy. Yeah, they they were trying to make it really deep and trying to pull up the stuff. And then when the showrunners came on, it was like, man, the only reason why we made that episode is we didn't have the money, so we shot it all in one room, and there wasn't nothing special about it, and blah, blah, blah. I hated that episode, <laughs> that fly episode. You know, a lot I thought of people it was so ridiculous. But, you get that with everything. You give somebody something simple like a triangle, and they have to have a whole yeah. backstory for it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I see what you're saying, though, Kente. But, yeah, I was like, ugh, that, yeah. that episode was just kind of funny. But, I, yeah, I get what you're saying, though. But, yeah, yeah, but we, uh, you know, I, I have to say, you know, I, I look forward to <laughs> seeing what these last two episodes are going to bring, and uh, mm-hmm. and and you know, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully, it's enough to kind of make people uh, might want to give it a little bit more of a chance uh, going into the next season. But doesn't this one end? Because The Walking Dead starts up like the following the following week, right? week. Well, yeah, yep. the eleventh. Yep. So. I've been seeing the promos for the new season. They don't inspire a lot of confidence in me. So please tell me I'm wrong, somebody. But uh, the the only thing I'm really (laughs) excited about is Morgan. But, you know, their track record, you know, uh, with brothers on the show. I'm nervous for Morgan. Because I love him so much. I'm like, oh, God, please. Mm -hmm. If you, see poster, Gabriel, if, you, if you see that poster, please take Gabriel. Please take Carol. Take Rosita. <laughs> like everybody who they don't. You can have Rosita. Okay. There's lots of people who they who they should take. I mean, I, I'm just you know. 
I know everybody, everybody all mad at Gabriel for telling the truth about them fuckers. <laughs> I hate that. But you know, have you seen the Left poster? The door Evan? open. That's why I'm pissed at him. He had one job and he, he didn't do it. He forgot to lock the door. That's why I'm mad at him. Well, okay. You guys seen the poster for the new season, right? The one that looks like that Morgan and Rick is about to break dance against each other. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I've seen that one. Yeah. It's, yeah, it, it's yeah. like, it's one where, uh, it's this poster where you have Rick and then the originals, uh, like Glenn and every Maggie and all those people are off to the left, and and Rick is like in the center, and then you have Morgan in the center, and they're mm-hmm. almost like face to face, but but Morgan is like looking off to this, not really looking at Rick, but Rick is like looking at him, like he's sizing him up, like they about to throw down, and then it, then all the ro- the Roxbury the Roxbury uh, Woodsbury people, uh, I, I saw that Alexandria. <laughs> Yeah, what did I say? Woodsbury? I'm tripping. Roxbury. Roxbury. <laughs> I, the Night of the Roxbury was on the other day. Uh, the Woods, I'm, I'm sorry, the, no, 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 the uh, Alexandria people were uh, there, and uh, they're on the other side, so it makes it look like maybe there's going to be conflict between uh, Rick and Morgan this season, and uh, they're going to take sides or something like that. Yeah, so. which is probably a fake out to the Supreme. Yeah, I hope like, so. I mean, I, I do too, but I mean, they, <laughs> you're right though. I don't know if I got faith in them to make it work, man. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, if somebody out there that thinks we're wrong and they can, they want to um, show us where we're wrong, that why we should have faith, please put it in, uh, you know, uh, go to our uh, Twitter Go to our, um, you know, either one fear, or you can do it on the walk, our talking Walking Dead, uh, or Facebook, and tell us why we should have faith in season six. Um, you know, but uh, you know, yes, please let us know. Because, we put it in fa- because infectious it's, because it's here. AMC and the Walking Dead. That's why you should have faith that they'll do the right thing. Mm-hmm. It's and ninety faith. minutes too. <laughs> you had five seasons. Of- <laughs> Saying the same thing. I think that going, you know what? The funny thing about it is going, going uh, with this show wrapping up and going into the, the sixth season of Walking Dead. I have to say that this is probably the first um, off season that I had where I'm just like, I'm just going to wait and see. Like, I'm not really hype, overly hype or nothing. It's just like, eh, I'm, I'm going to see what they're going to do. You know, I, I hope they do some good stuff this season. I kind of have the same feeling, yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I, I've learned not to get my expectations up um, necessarily too high, but, you know, this is one of those where I'm like, okay, you're in a situation, you got Lenny James in the the house, don't screw it up. Don't screw it up. I just really hope they don't, you know. Yeah, he's he's dope, uh, Lenny James, so, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, we'll see, though. And um, so... Are you guys, uh, are your expectations high uh, for the last two episodes of Fear the Walking Dead? I mean, you guys, are you guys kind of, you know, pessimistic? Are you optimistic? Or I'm, optimistic. I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic. But yeah, I wouldn't I'm, say I'm, I'm hyped. I, I want to say I'm cautiously optimistic. You know, one of the reasons why I'm doing the show, uh, being that we talk about The Walking Dead, um, you know, I felt like we should at least explore the, the fear, but also too is real talk. If we're not doing this show, I probably would have waited till all the six episodes aired, then 
marathon. <laughs> I would have done it like a marathon. Mm-hmm. So this is actually making me watch it each week. So maybe yeah. it works better watching it back to back to back. It uh, might, yeah. To back, but I wonder because binge watching is so getting to be so popular. I wonder if the people who are making series now are taking that into consideration yeah, they are. and wondering, like, well, maybe if we make the storyline in such a way that it it's better to watch them back to back to back than it is every week. And maybe they're banking on the Netflix and the DVD sales and all that stuff more oh, yeah. so than the ratings. No, nah, they're, they're trying things. to get their rating. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you you definitely gonna want um, you're definitely gonna want those ratings for that hour. Um, you know, I mean, I think that they, like you said, Tor, I do think that they there's somebody somewhere that probably takes into consideration that people will be um, binge watching it, how to market it, you know, towards things like that. But they try to make things uh, to get people sucked in then because they're, in a way uh, that kind of uh validates you know one way or the other um the product that you have out there but i don't know i mean i can see just as many people when this is over not watching it as i can see people who will go and binge watch it i don't think that i've gone back and watched any of these episodes twice i haven't even gone back and rewatched any of season five of the walking dead oh my god tisk tisk because nah, there's too much good TV on when The Walking Dead is yeah. on. Oh, there's tons of good TV on. See, I just don't you guys really like also forgot about with me. For a long time, I didn't have cable. I didn't even have a TV in my room. I didn't watch any TV. So like, I was very selective of very of shows that I'd actually give a shit enough to download mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. go to a friend's house to watch. You know what I mean? So like, now that I have. TV and cable. I'm probably gonna like not be not saying I'm not gonna be as invested in The Walking Dead because that's not true. But like, I'll be more open to other shows. <laughs> yeah. and I'm not gonna be like solely focused on one show so much. Bravo! I'm I'm happy about that because there's a lot of good TV on. Like whenever I hear people say, "What am I gonna do now?" The Walking Dead's on. Watch the shows that are winning the awards. Watch the good shows. Watch the shows, man. That are winning good, everything. Yeah, a lot of you know, show, that's awesome, show. though, that you're going to have an opportunity to mm-hmm. to kind of scale out. But yeah, branch yeah. out. I'm excited. Oh, <laughs> All right, um, uh, real quick. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard this. Uh, this is totally off topic, and we're going to say goodbye. Is uh, Facebook is adding a now a dislike button. Oh, uh, finally. And yeah. people are like freaking out about that. You guys don't care, right? People freak yeah. out about the stupidest shit, let's be honest. I mean, hell. I don't know, I guess. Sometimes there's a like, the like button just doesn't cover everything. Yeah, like the people that make the posts that are really sad. Like, because I don't know what. Yeah. To get paid. Like, my mom just died and my dog got like, run over and I lost They don't know how house. to use it, Tori, do they? Like, yeah, and you're like. People be liking that shit. Yeah, you're like, why are you liking that? That's so sad. Is liking meaning <laughs> that you support them? Like, <laughs> I show my support with your like, with the like, you know, or like, or are you demonic, like, sadistic? For like, ha they suck in life right now. That's awesome. Or a lot like, of times they ain't really read what you wrote. They just liked it. 
Yeah, <laughs> so yeah exactly. They don't even really know that your mama died or your grand, you know, or your grandma or your uncle or whatever. They just say they just see a post, a long post, so they just said, "Fuck it," like <laughs> you know. So <laughs> there's probably like two out of ten people that do do that, though. You know, I'm gonna start testing people. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Have, I did that uh, once. I did a social experiment probably about like six months ago, mm-hmm. and I posted something stupidly random. Like I can't remember. I was like the fish swims in the green river or something stupid but i put uh little those little emoji um like uh the music notes you know what i mean so it looked like it could be a song or whatever and I, just to see how many people liked it and i got like 42 likes on that post and i was like people do not know what they're liking <laughs> yeah. just proved it right yeah, but- there but I liked it because it, it looked it looked pretty. That's why I liked it. Yeah, and I added fish emojis too. Like I think people just like things just to like them. Yeah. All right. So Tori, how can people get you in social media? You guys can find me every day in my group on Facebook, and that's the Infectious Walking Dead. Please come and join us on every Monday. Wednesday and Friday, we do games, and we're going to do giveaways, and we have our, every every Sunday, we do um, Infectious Talking Dead, where we have an episode thread, where we talk about the episode during the episode, and we also do a Z Nation, uh, Infectious Talking Z Nation on Fridays, so if you're into that show, you can come talk about it with us. And then you can find me on Twitter at Rush Tory T O R Y. You can find my group on Twitter at The Infected Dead. And you can also find The Infectious Geek on Twitter at Geek underscore Infectious. All right. And, and Olaf, how can people get you social media? Well, you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter at Olaf Barbosa. As I always say, it's like don't follow too close because I get nervous and I have an itchy trigger finger. Uh, you can also get me on the uh, Indie Radio uh, website. That's got a link to all the different shows that we do and all of it's again links to the uh, Facebook and Twitter. And can't wait for tomorrow night to, to, to tear it up with Tori on the Infectious Geek. All right. Yeah! Yay! All right, and uh, Yardley, um, how can people get you in social media? Um, at militant underscore marker. I'll let you boy. All right, you can get me at Kente F. And uh, remember, tomorrow uh, at five p.m. Pacific, eight Eastern, we're gonna have uh, movie time with uh, Grayson. And followed by that, uh, followed is following it is um, uh, the infectious geek. And on Thursday. At 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, we have the return of the spotlight. So uh, that should be a lot of fun as well. So uh, we'll be joined by uh, director, writer, William Lee. And that, that'll be a lot of fun. And we're going to do some, some different things this year on the spotlight. And uh, we'll have some cool guests that I'm working on uh, finalizing for that show as well. And I'll be glad to uh, tell everybody about it. So, with all that said, oh, on Friday, I'm sorry, one more thing. If you are a Hell on Wheels fan as well, uh, this Friday, we're going to be joined by the beautiful, beautiful Eva herself, Robin McLevy. So, uh, definitely, it's at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. 
if you don't know who that is, that's the the lady with the tattoo on her face on that show. Uh, she she definitely can uh, wear it well, right, uh, Yardley? <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's definitely going to be fun. Lots of people are ex- excited about that, namely myself. So uh, she's always a pleasure to have on the show, and uh, I definitely look forward to that one. Yes. All right. So we'll catch you next time right here on IndieRadio.org.